Hello everyone, it's Nico here. Uh, Imagine Action broadcast across the borders. I'm across the border myself. I'm talking to you right now. I'm in Scotland, but I'm I'm so happy to say today I'm here to introduce part one for the interview that was done by Ori Noi Mel with Ruth Cross. Guess who they'll be talking to? They will be talking to a legend. Barbara Santos is an influential director, facilitator, and a leader of the theater of the oppressed. She was she has worked closely with Augusto Ball in the years of Ball was back in Brazil. Well, I'm not here to I'm not here to share all this all the all the story now. My job today is to introduce you this wonderful podcast and as well to the interviews. So all I'm asking, ladies and gentlemen, is to tune in this podcast and share it with your friends if you can. Because believe me, these interviews, they're full of people who have talent, creativity, they know how to speak about theater. So if you want to hear more stories about Barbara Santos, I'm going to share a secret with you. Get to the podcast. The, um, yeah, the first question that I'm asking people is really about uh, the entry point, you know, the threshold, the opening, the door. How did you get to do this uh, kind of work? Yeah, I uh, thank you for the invitation. And my my journey start. I am sociologist by by um, qualification. Yeah, it's like, uh, and then I was working the, in the educational system, the public system of education in Brazil, in my seat, Rio de Janeiro, and I was part of uh, inter multiply uh, inter multiplier uh, multidisciplinary sorry uh, team. Yeah. And then we work with our colleagues, teachers inside of classrooms. And then our aim was much about to bring topics as community participation, students, dialogue between community and school, and was a moment of a really open mind government in my seat. And then because that we, we build up this team. And then we, we brought discussions for our colleagues and also qualification, new methodologies for uh, anyway, it's like as a lot of uh, a lot of open discussion, but was a really uh, difficult topic. Yeah, dialogue between community and, and, and teachers and school and institution. And we had to make a big meeting yeah, between our colleagues about that because the government wants to change the policies. Yeah more space for the community, but also more space for the students. They know what's going on with their own life. But this topic was really hard because this, when we talk about dialogue, sometimes in, in school teachers has the feeling that they are going to lose power. They are going to lose importance. Yeah? And uh, we didn't know how to approach this topic. Yeah, we are really afraid. And one colleague of us saw Boao and his team and one uh, uh, institution made a, a performance. They were in the, it's exactly inside of the school talking about racism or early, early pregnancy, different topics. And this colleague told us, why not you ask this team to, to do it, to make a play and uh, to make this discussion as uh, a theater performance. And then we asked Boao's team to do a play for us, and they told that would not be possible because they will not, they are not expert in the whole topics, and they are not used to make a play for others' interests. 
if we would enjoy to make a play, we would have to make ourselves our own play. And then this was like a kind of challenge, but I, I was really with an amazing team and we told, wow, why not? Let's do it. And then I start to do this. I come to make a workshop. We made a workshop, we made a play and we start to make the discussion with our colleagues through this play, yeah? And then I start to use Theater of the Press, Forum Theater in that case, as a tool of work. Yeah, that's, I was working one long year with this method and put together the whole um, uh, school community, but meaning the teachers, directors, students, uh, parents, and uh, workers. Yeah? And then everybody come together as audience. And this was an incredible, amazing experience to have a really dialogue in horizontal uh, platform. It's like, you know, Everybody could tell what they think without being afraid of the, the social position or the hierarchy inside of the school board. Which year was that? This was exactly uh, 90, yeah, 19, 1990. Mm. Wow. So this was just, I think, Boal was just returning to, to Brazil at that time, or it was... Yeah, he was years. like from 86 already, yeah, and then they back, mm -hmm. and then um, they, they found the center of theater of the press in Brazil, and it was like he was four years in Brazil at this moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this would be all more, more than 30 years now. Uh, Yes. And uh, <laughs> and uh, if you look back, if you look from above on you, this journey so far, what do you think, what do you feel are the things that have been guiding you, the principles, you know, through all these projects and movements and building different organizations? And I know that you have been central in building many organizations uh, like the City of Rio and the uh, um, then Madalena Red and uh, Relato Sur and Coringa. So, um, yeah, and also what do you notice about this work and also the, the artistic research that is part of it? So for me, is what is guide for me is the principle of theater of the press. It's like, uh, I think um, we always have to know why and for what we are doing what we are doing. Yeah? It's like the theater of the press is, is the, the two main questions. Why you are doing this? You have to know that. Yeah? And for what? What is your aim? What's the, 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 what do you want to achieve with that? And I, was, I think these two questions was always with me. And also for me, this is a collective part. It's not something that the individual can do alone. This, I am always, uh, like Boal also. Boal had, in the different period of his life, different kind of collectives. The theater of the Press is not uh, an invention for Augusto Boal, but as a result of a lot of collectives working and facing reality and facing the challenge of the reality. I think what this was guiding me is that it's also this um, uh, way of being open to see reality and to being open to have a self-criticism and also criticism of, uh, uh, related with the method. Yeah, because sometimes we have to be critical. Right? What we are doing, for what, if what we are using 
the tools that we are using are really useful, are really um, uh, adequate, adequate, I'd say. It's like as a, a tool that could, uh, you know, fit what you want. I think it's like a, to be sincere. We always used to say like, a, what is a Coringa? Yeah, Joker. What Coringa role is the main thing is to be sincere, asking sincere questions, yeah? And ask sincere questions for yourself as well. Yeah, so the, the next question is, is really about the, uh, the challenges, the difficulties of that you, you face, but or you're still facing, what are the challenges in, in developing the work that you see? So it's, uh, we have several challenges, yes, like uh, for me in particular, that uh, as working with several groups, we uh, have a lot of challenges in their own life. Yes, like a lot of other things is much more important than make theater is they have a lot of urgency. It's a big challenge to say, ah, when we have a lot of urgency, what I'm going to do theater. It's like, I, I, I need to paper, to have a paper to be legal, or is I facing a lot of uh, social violence in, in front of my door, you know, or I am abused uh, as a woman, you know, it's like, a, there's a lot of urgency that sometimes is difficult for people to understand how theater can have a role in this way. Yeah, it's like in the subjectivity level, like uh, of something that makes you better, that you are doing something that is like um, something that internally can help you, but also externally yeah, for the society. And then I think this is one challenge also to make this work important, to make this work relevant. For, uh, to to together with people that uh, to help people to understand uh, the relevance of this work for ourselves too because sometimes we have to ask ourselves sometimes we, we even have the question yeah what I'm doing this for what you know and there's a lot of uh, uh, big pro uh, problematic situations but other challenges how how you survive with this you know when do you work with a lot of uh, groups that is they are not people that could pay you, yeah? could pay your work. It's like how, how to create sustainability for this work, to continue to do it as activism, but also to have, even you do everything as activism, you have to, to have some base. Yeah? And then I think it's a big challenge to, um, to create it. But a, a big, big challenge that I found is, is like the continuity. You know, because I am so much against this, uh, this, the majority of the work of TO is based on workshops. I am not much a workshop person. I, I, I even have some prejudice because some people put so much TO inside of rooms. Yeah, it's like something that you have to experiment as a, a piece of uh, experience. And then, uh, but I recognize the big challenges, like when you make a group to make, to make long-term experience or, or not, not a one um, a specific event, you know, to make this one experience, even not long-term, but something that we can develop. I, I recognize it's really difficult to guarantee the continuity, yeah? Not only about the interest, but the, the, the base, yeah, the, what is necessary for that. Yeah, so... Um, uh... The, the, the next question is, is again, uh, 
taking from the challenges, but also from what has been the re the rewards or the benefits of doing this? What do you think you are getting from? So there is obviously difficulties with getting money or or managing collective groups and but what keeps you going what has kept you going and what you feel is the 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 um, yeah the gift of doing this work or the gifts the result of it of course it's like <laughs> when i'm i have a lot of difficulties but i i achieve a lot you know the the result is difficult to keep a group working together but i i work with several groups that we are together for many and many years groups in brazil groups in africa groups in in europe and people that i am work continually Con is like a long term experience it's like this year uh 2020 but now we are a little bit confused which year is that because of the pandemic but as in in november of 2020 i back to guinea-bissau for three weeks and that this group that i work in guinea-bissau i work I, my first experience with them was in 2004. Yeah, I made a big workshop in Bissau. And from this workshop, starting a, a little movement. And this little movement became a group of Theatre of the Oppressed Bissau. This group of Theatre of the Oppressed Bissau now is a center of Theatre of the Oppressed Bissau. And then I went to work with them for, to create a, a new path of legislative theater, what I call feminist legislative theater, is our, our approach to work with this. And then, of course, to have an experience that after 16 years, you back for a place that a lot of things happen uh, and, and gate, how um, say, uh, provoke a lot of results, a lot of change in the life of people, you know, it's not magic. Nothing is magic, but as you know, when we meet some concrete results, this feed you too. It's like a, as a person, as a human being, as a as a person, this word, okay, something has sense, has sense to do it, you know. And then this is this is the gift, this is the the return. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 beautiful. Also, this idea of a relationship almost with a group, uh, with the story, with the land, and and seeing that grow. And um, and and the question is again, you know, there are many practitioners that come across with theater of the oppressed uh, through a workshop or through a different, you know, through the book. This is I I came across first through a book, and and um, I. I think there is a big turnover in theater of the oppressed and people starting and then kind of uh, not, not finding their way to, to. and I, I wonder if, you know, if you would be, and I know that you are teaching and mentoring and, 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 and uh, but what would you give as a, an advice or as a tip to someone starting this journey now? I think uh, the, the advice that I can give is like, uh, don't follow illusions, you know, because I know when you get no theater of the press, you feel like so excited. The method is, is a sounds a little bit magic. Yeah. And then uh, this is some people really uh, start to imagine that is how oh, this will be like a professional path. Yeah. It's like that. And this, this uh, path cannot be only professional. This is a kind of method that you invest a lot to learn. Yeah? 
you take a lot of time to learn and to understand how this works. And finally, this cannot work only, only as work. You know, without some activism, this is not going to work. Not going to to have result, you know. And then it's so sad when we see this method become so bureaucratic, so pathetic in the way of being a kind of a tool that people use in their work that's completely disconnected with the roots of this method. You know, it's, it's become really pathetic. It's become something like empty, yeah. And sometimes we see, wow, a lot of uh, illusion uh, from this, but there's a, this is, a, is based in activism. It's like, and then we can combine activism with a lot of stuff. And several people combine activism with their professional and their work, you know, it's like uh, the combinations that we are able to do. And then I think if I would make advices, like uh, my advice is to be more concrete, you know, try to see the reality, the, the challenge. Uh, of course, it's nice to be euphoric with something, but don't let this become illusion. Yeah, don't let this become kind of a dream that is not connected with reality. Mm. Yes, yeah, so um, the, this, this was the part, maybe a little bit about the journey and now it's it's also about about what you're doing now. What are you uh, busy with? What are your projects right now? How are you meeting also the the great challenge everybody is facing right now? Or and and what are you busy with right now? Yeah, that's this. I think like you told you know, everybody in this uh, period of pandemic is trying out yeah to see what's possible to do. Yeah, what is still possible to do when we we are not able to meet personally. Yeah? Or sometimes we can meet personally, but not with the audience. Yeah? I already made several experiences. Of course, in, in this year, I dedicate a lot, my, a lot of myself to investigate how it's possible to work through this, <laughs> like meeting to Zoom. I recognize that uh, we, uh, even in the, in the last May, yeah, that we made this seminar, we were recognizing the advantage of that. Yeah, we are meeting. I don't know, two years ago, we are, we are not much using these tools to make interviews, to make dialogues, to exchange ideas. Yeah, this is was something that we learned. Yeah, it's like, uh, this was positive. Yeah? For instance, now we can make an interview uh, like that. Yeah, we are not used much one year and a half ago. Yeah, more or less, but not much. And then uh, this year, I was really dedicated to try uh, to find a ways of working together. Yeah, first I start in the one year ago with my groups, groups in Brazil, groups in, here in Berlin, because I, I realized that people in that period are so easy, we become depressive. The thing is, it's so easy, we become like lost, yeah? And then I start to use like, how we can do to face the moment to see social, uh, this is not social distancing, this is physical distancing. Because the concept of social distancing is something that demobilizes us, yeah? Socially, we can, we can keep contact, yeah? Even we are physical distant. Yeah, the, the distancing is about physicality, but not sociability. 
Yeah, it's really important also. And then I was I start with my groups also to prevent, you know, that uh, depression, the, the the feeling of we cannot do anything. We are, and then really that I start to make meetings, and afterwards I start to make uh, exercise, online exercise. How not to try to replace because this, if you try to replace things that is presential to online, not going to work. You have to make something new, really, something that is for this environment here that's completely different when we can touch the, the hands of each other. Yeah? And uh, also, I started to, uh, uh, to produce yeah, with them what would be possible to produce, so newspaper theater or little scenes or make some campaigns. Yeah? And also, I start a, a project with a, a group of uh, students from Hong Kong, yeah? And then we made online, because in Hong Kong, they can meet each other. They are much more used to, to use masks the whole time than us, yeah? They are, have much more discipline than us. And then they work there in Hong Kong, and I I'm, I'm work here in my room. And uh, we are in the process of made a play, we are developing a play uh, and I am directing them from here and also training them as, as a, a facilitators because they are going to meet some audience. And also in Ukraine, yeah, Ukraine or Ukraine, I say in English, I don't know, Ukraine, Ukraine, I don't know. So um, I have in Kyiv uh, two facilitators that I am work with them and they also work with young people there. And then we, we meet and we can make some exercise, we analyze the play, but there is different because they work with the young people and they are developing the play and I am, I am follow them, yeah? And then it's, it's like a, I'm busy of trying out to adapt or to, I don't know if it's adaptation is a good word, but as in the theater of the oppressed, Boal used to say that reality going to show the challenge. And uh, we have to find the good ways of answer this challenge. Yeah, I think is the moment how to answer the challenge of the moment because we we live in the moment that we don't know what will be the next. If it's the next month, finish the here. I am in Berlin, and then we are completely inside again. Yeah, and then we are with a, a worry about the third wave. It's, it's like, uh, you know, it's, it's so crazy, so out of sense, you know, that is, we didn't imagine and, and uh, one year ago that we'd have this year and this year will not end now. I had the impression like, wow, not ending. Yeah? So is that. I am, I am working a lot with people, but this, it, in, in imagine what is possible also doing experience, you know, and try to to make uh, to to continue movement. I am busy to continue moving. Yeah, last year we made one online festival, and I I didn't have any idea what meaning online festival. Yeah, I made online forum. Uh, if you would ask me two years ago, I would laugh on you. You know, it's like what is that? You know, it's, this is the situation right now. Yeah, it's, it's great. Um, yeah, I, I think a lot of people are 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 trying out and and discovering new ways. And I I agree very much that 
uh, when we try to copy from the present, it doesn't work. But maybe there is something new completely that we are discovering that has new possibilities that before we didn't have. And um, maybe before I ask you about the dream, I, there is something that I, when I did the Rainbow of Desire workshop with you, there was a drawing that you used to explain somehow how the rainbow is connected with society. It was, has this circle and the little person and then other circles. And I'm very curious with this, what, what is this, what this represent, if you can say, like, how is rainbow connected with society? What is this image? Where does it come from? Oh, for me, theater of the oppressed in general, if I, if I would say for you what's disturbed me much in theater of the oppressed, I would answer you this individualism. It's, it's several ways of using TO is really individualist, yeah? And I, I found this so uh, danger for the, the method itself, yeah? When we, we are analyzing social problems so much through personal perspective, yeah? So uh, in, in theater of the press, we have a concept that we call assessi, that is the connection that we make from the micro situation to the macro, yeah? The macro include us. Yeah, the macro situation is explain what happened in the micro experience. The micro experience is our personal experience in our everyday life. Yeah, and but our personal experience is not outside of the macro. And in several ways of working with theater of the press, people represent a personal experience like they are out of a context out of a social context. And I found this disturbing as, as really something against the methodology, I would say. Yeah, why? Because you analyze the protagonist as in the antagonist as a person, but as a person without social history. Yeah, and then when you disconnect it, you say uh, like, ah, okay, the problem is need this, it's not the oppression, but the problem, this person here. You know, the problem is this person there. Even the forum, I feel really disturbed in the, our way of asking, what she could do different? When we ask that, we already put responsibility on the shoulder of the protagonist. Uh, she would be something different. She would make something different. You know, the responsibility is the protagonist's responsibility. When we know that have a lot of uh, things around, that is not always we are able to choose. It's not about choice, you know? It's we say, oh, no, no, no. What she could make different? It's like it was a choice, individual choice. And then individualism for me is the, the worst thing that we have in the, in the theater of the press. And even when I do, uh, do Rainbow of Desire, I really work a lot for people understand. When we are going to analyze our oppressor that is internalized, this oppression didn't born here in my mind. Yeah, this oppressor became subjectivity because of my social experience. My socialization brought me several oppressors in my mind, but this was not magic that is inside of myself. 
you know? They come in. They was out and they come in. And then what I try to put the, the draw that you remember <laughs> that I have in my book too, this big draw, what I call social context. I call every prejudice that we are using in our life, we learned from our socialization. We didn't bore machist. We learned to be machist. We didn't bore sexist or homophobic or transphobic. We learn it, you know? And then to analyze this transphobic situation, we have to understand where come from the transphobia, from our social context. This is a value in our society. And then if I, I imagine, for instance, one of the things that moved me a lot was the way of a TO practitioners represent, for instance, uh, violence against women. Yeah, there's a lot of plays that uh, represent, for instance, domestic violence, put the protagonist as a stupid, horrible, uh, idiot uh, per, uh, character. Yeah, and then we make a forum afterwards. And the forum is like the, somebody come on stage and say, I'm going to divorce. And then the question, what this stupid woman didn't divorce before? It's so easy to solve this problem, you know? And then the forum is, this kind of forum is against the theater of the press, is against the forum. Because the woman, that situation, she is responsible. She is guilt. What happened with her? The oppression is a result of her mistake, individual mistake. You know, and then, for instance, when I work with Rainbow of Desire, what I try is connect the macro with this situation and also the solution or the ideas that we have also connect with the situation, the, so what I call social context. This is not out. Any problem that we have is out because we are not out in the world. We are inside, you know, everything is, is, is happen inside of the, our society. Yeah, the society is, is, you cannot see the society here with me. Yeah, you see me alone in my, in my room, but the society is here with me. You know, like how can we represent it on stage? This is the challenge. How could we bring it for our rainbow of desire? You know, I think Boal is start to do uh, the tree of theater of the press, start to want to really to want to make it. I, I wrote this in my books, uh, actually my hypothesis, eh? because he saw how uh, people was uh, uh, using in the wrong way rainbow of desire, especially. Like Rimbaud is of design something out of theater of the press. Yeah, theater of the press. Yes, Rimbaud of design something else. And he put in the tree and he wants to say, no, this is a part. This is all connect with the, the, the other techniques as well. Yeah, this is a part of our project to change reality because subjectivity is really important for change. We cannot change only in the object level. The subject level also is there. We are at both sides, yeah? At the same side. At the same time. Yeah, yeah, thank you. That, yeah, that's very helpful. Um, I, the, the reason I'm asking you about it because I'm, I'm actually involved and actually Ruth as well with social presence in theater, which is, uh, uh, let's say, a method that's developed by uh, Arawana Hayashi. I just interviewed her last week. 
he's a Japanese American uh, choreographer, dancer, and meditation teacher. And she she brings um, and and the, the the work with social presencing theater is very connected now with system thinking. And they're trying to do something quite interesting, which is moving from system thinking to system sensing. So the the, the metaphor there is social field. So the social field is how we feel the system within. You know, that I am part of the social system, which I feel is communicating with this idea of a social context, you know, so the social context so the society is not just something, um, uh, it's made of the relationships uh, that we are uh, enacting and the different behaviors that we enact as individuals is actually both a mirror of the dynamics, you know, like the dynamics so I, I feel it's very uh, interesting and in trying to connect this approach, you know, of the trying to understand. Um, also, there is this objective re social reality. Is it, is it an objective? Is oppression objective or subjective? You know, it's I feel oppressed. Am I oppressed? <laughs> and and I feel it's it's a it's a conversation. Um, and I wonder again, you know, because I feel you have achieved so much uh, in terms of, uh, you know, uh, as a as an artist. I know that you have been also uh, performing in a movie <laughs> lately and and winning prizes and you know performance art, writing a book, um, running programs all over the world, uh, making help networks and you know so so much things and 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 supporting so many practitioners worldwide. What is your, your dream for the future? What do, you, what do you feel, what do you want to see more happening for yourself and this work of theater of the oppressed as a movement, as, as a oh, work? Actually, what I, I want, uh, I already see, you know, it's like, because what I, I really believe, I do believe, for instance, for me, when I started to do theater of the oppressed 30 years ago, this was a really white and male field. Yeah, as majority of the facilitator was, grand majority was male, was white, was middle class, heteronormative, and um, and the well uh, qualified in the education, formal education. Yeah, and then it was really disturbing to see a method that called theater of the oppressed. That the facilitators are all in the, the majority of them in the same uh, social group, and the oppressed one was really mixed yeah a person like me uh, would be a majority of the of the oppressed in the oppressed groups yes like women always majority in the in the in the oppressed groups and uh, black women yeah also or black people or not middle class people but when i become a facilitator of theater of the oppressed and i become uh, the 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 main person that was in the side of Boao in Rio de Janeiro. And I was so a, a strange body in this environment. So strange as a woman, as a, from the South, as a black woman, yeah. And then I was so strange of that. And then my, this uh, consciousness moved me for the consciousness that we have to make other people become facilitators. I was, my first book I wrote exactly because that, because I want that more people become a, 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 a leader in their own environment, 
You know, for instance, I was shocked at several TO projects in Africa that was made for white people from Europe, but these people didn't uh, work in the way that the, the, the African uh, people become them themselves, jokers or coringas. Yeah, they become they became when I was working, for instance, in in Africa, was work in the Middle East, yeah, in, in Palestine or other 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 place. I met people that they are waiting for a joker from the north. They were wake, waiting for a Coringa from Europe because they, they were not uh, feel themselves as a Coringa. And then I was really concentrated for one uh, to qualify other kind of jokers, other kind of Coringas, yeah? even in the community too. Why the community people that has to wait for a middle-class uh, a facilitator, yeah, when they also can learn and they also can be facilitator. And then I think one of my strong collaboration in the field of theater of the press was making it more diverse, yeah, in Africa, in several places, yeah, for instance, if you're going to see the main uh, characters that appear from Senegal, uh, Guinea Bissau, Mozambique, yeah, this is. This is a kind of people that was directly connected with my projects that was developing and developing facilitators that they can tell for themselves, I am a Coringa, yeah? And become internationally well-known, a lot of them. And also with the Madalena network that was really concentrated for women, you know, it's like how to qualify and make more women as Coringa. And when we say women, we open it yeah, because then is a lot of the diversity is there. Yeah, the whole diversity. This meaning lesbian, trans women, uh, even gays too. Because the way of we are doing the theater of the oppressed is really much more welcome for diversity. Yeah, and then I think what I what is my aim? What I think is when you are a leader a good leader that I consider myself, yeah? A good leader is the one that can produce leadership. Other leader, you know, it's like other people that can, I have a lot of people that I can say, ah, when these people speak, I can shut up because this person I trust, they are going to speak something that I agree, you know, with confidence or even with doubts, but as they are going to be sincere. And then I think this is, this is the aim, what I feel like uh, in my work is like, wow, we uh, have a lot of people around us that uh, we see that the people that take in space and, and, and have leadership. Yeah? This is the vision that I have, like we have to, to, to work on the base of autonomy. Yeah? This is, I know that we need to survive. I know that we need to continue work, but I, I wish that we can find new uh, roles, you know? It's like a, you can contribute in the, in the other level. You don't need to be the same uh, years and years. We can give space, you know, for other people doing the work and then you can find uh, a new role for yourself. This is what I'm trying to do with me. Yeah, it's like uh, I, several things that I made before, I don't need to make anymore because a lot of, of people that was with me, they are able to do it. 
yeah and then i can i can feel free even for go and play and and, and invest in my career as actress yeah and go for make films and other stuff